Hello, I'm Jeff. My wife and I host Message of Hope. Message of Hope wants to be your weekly inspirational, motivational, and non-judgmental friend to help you through your week as we share Bible truth and life experiences to let you know you're not alone. Let's join Sandra to see what Message of Hope she has today. Hey guys, I'm Sandra, your host, and today I'm going to share about my son who had been in prison for several years and how, as parents, we need to keep hanging on and not give up on our families as they struggle to overcome addiction and poor choices. The last six, seven years have really been hard. Every day I prayed for my son who was in prison. Every day I prayed for protection and safety from others incarcerated with him, that he'd be well and fed and warm, but mostly that he'd have change in his heart and life. Because as a God-fearing mother, my greatest desire has always been that my children would know, love, and follow the ways of our God so that we could all be together for eternity instead of only during this short, fast-paced world we live in today. I pray this gives other mothers and fathers hope and encouragement as they may be going through similar situations. You know, for a very long time, I felt helpless. My grown son made his own choices. But still, you beat yourself up. You wonder, what had you done wrong? Or what could you have done differently so that we wouldn't be in this situation? I wondered, was there ever going to be any change? Would he grow up? Would he ever be a productive member of society? It was a dark cloud that surrounded me and followed me around everywhere I went. It was always on my mind and on my heart. But I'm here to encourage you to hold on, hang tough, keep praying, keep believing. Don't give up on your kids or your family. You see, in my natural daily life, I saw no change as I prayed, and Satan would try to whisper in my ear that it was all a waste of my time, that change was never going to come, that my son would be lost forever. What is so vitally important for us to remember is Satan is a liar. As John 10.10 tells us, the thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. You see, He already had his hand on my son, and now he was working on destroying me through these circumstances. But if we are truly believing in God, we have to hold on to our faith, our hope that is found only in him. He is the only miracle worker I know, and I know he loves my son even more than I could ever possibly love him. He died for my son, the same as he did for me. And you need to remember that he died for you and your children too. And that he wants nothing more for us than for us to love him in return. As John 10 goes on to say, I came so that they could have life indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. One scripture that I really stood on during all these years has been Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We have to profess and proclaim the promises of God and believe them if we want to see them come to light. 
You see, during this time, I wondered, why, why, why? But God was working on my son's heart and life in ways I could never do as his mother, and he was seeing how I'd do at remaining faithful to him and my beliefs. But praise God, he changed my son from the inside out day by day. In hindsight, I would go through these last years of agony all over again, because the result has been knowing that my son will be with me eternally. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt now, and my faith is stronger as I've seen God be true to his promises and to me. My son and I have discussed that we understand now that while God didn't make him do wrong so that he'd go to jail, but he did use this time to set my son apart, to make him slow down long enough to look at his life, and as he sought God, God changed him from the inside out. And I can proudly say my son didn't waste time in trying to reach out to others while he was incarcerated. He spent his time there ministering to other inmates, giving them hope to hold on and encouragement that things could be different for them. God has given him an overwhelming desire to try to help others to keep them from making the same type of mistakes he did. He had Bible studies for the men, and he wrote two books while he was imprisoned. Today, he is employed. He works diligently daily in a men's ministry and is a huge inspiration to me and everyone that he is around daily. We're currently seeking to find a way to get his book edited and published with little or no money to do that because his desire is to be able to give a copy to each man in prison. He's not trying to earn money from it. So I ask if you have any information on how to accomplish that, I'd sure appreciate the feedback. I'm also considering reading the book online like an audiobook and maybe charging a small price so that that money could be used to get something in print for prisoners. We just don't know yet. I just ask that you be praying with us and what we need to do next. But I wanted to share with you the letter and a poem from the front of my son's first book. Here goes. All my life, for as long as I can remember, I had known that God was calling me. I could feel God tugging at my heart during every second of my days. Also, every decision that I needed to make or each time I felt I should help someone or when I felt I needed someone to be there for me, but I was scared and I didn't want to feel helpless. So I always tried my ways and used my logic. Somehow, I thought my way would be better because nobody said any different. And logically, what could go wrong? A lot. (laughs) I'll be glad to tell you that your logic, just like my logic, is the worst thing possible to count on when making decisions. Society today is so afraid of not fitting in that they allow other people's logic to influence their decisions and the ability to make important decisions for themselves. Why do we do this? God has given us a deutimous power by living in the victory that is given freely to us. But we still use our carnal minds that have no infamous power, only limited knowledge. God did not design us to consult with one another in times of doubt or trouble. 
It is our own stinking thinking that blocks us from the relationship that God has intended for us to have with Him intimately. We are all given a predestined purpose in life to help build God's kingdom by leading others to Christ simply through allowing God's light to radiate out of us and into the lives of the people around us. God has given us all a talent or a gift to use according to His will for our lives. For us to know what His will is, we have to seek and to listen for His instructions. And we must be prepared and willing at all times. We can break generational curses that were passed on to us if we will allow God access into our lives. Not some access, but full access. God should have our VIP passes always, shouldn't He? He is God. God gave us life. The least we could do is spend it with Him. For me, I had to come to prison to fully understand God's purpose for my life. And I hope and pray that my letters to someone, even better to all who read them, might impact your life in a way that causes you to search for God without having to come to prison. Believe me, God has always been calling us. I knew it then, and I still know it now. The difference is, I decided to give God His VIP pass, and He is now the center and the head of my life, my ways, my old logic, and my comfort. The days of me being in control are now over. This is my prayer for you, that you and your family, all of mankind, come to the point of allowing God access into your hearts, to allow God to guide you through the turmoil that we all have been guilty of living in, that your blindness begins to focus into a more clear vision that can only come when you truly turn to God and have faith that He loves you. Amen. God created the whole earth and everything in it, Do you honestly think he can't give you help or resolutions or answers for a problem? Ask God for help and see what happens. As you read this book, I hope it shines a light into any darkness you have and gives you the hope to seek God's face. These stories are just some of what I have come to know as facts. It's not matology, but from revelations that only God grants to those who earnestly seek to know Him. Listed in the back of my book, you will find a scripture reference section to help you in your search for God's will in your life. These are the scriptures that help me the most in my transformation and my quest for a God-given life. Keep in mind, every word in the Bible is important. These were the ones that in particular helped impact my life. Enjoy my story and know that you are in my prayers always. May your life be so undeniably changed that all who know you will want the same in their lives. Keep an open mind and a willing heart. Godspeed, Matthew. And then he wrote this poem, My Vision Freedom. A prisoner to my own chains, bound by the guilt of sin. I locked my doors up tight and wouldn't let my Savior in. I just seemed to ramble on, 
burdened by my grief, ran from the Lord's touch. I didn't deserve relief. Condemning myself daily, knowing only how to fail. Every time I had doubted, Jesus would fill the nail. He said, son, let me free you. That's what the cross was for. My arms went up in surrender. He unlocked my prison door. He gave me joy indescribable. Now I'll never be the same. Did I say he unlocked the door? No, he blew it off the frame. Now I'm no longer running. He's the shepherd. I'm the lamb. I'm a child of the Most High God. Oh, how so thankful I am. Amen. People, that's my son talking. Wow. I want to leave you with these three scriptures today. Psalm 55:22. Cast all your burden on the Lord. He will support you. God will never let the righteous be shaken. And one I've shared with you before. But the word of God is living and powerful. And as 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and for training character so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. So I will finish with the one I've shared before. 1 Peter 5, 7-11 Throw all your anxiety onto him because he cares about you. Be clear-headed. Keep alert. Your accuser, the devil, is on the prowl like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Do so in the knowledge that your fellow believers are enduring the same suffering throughout the world. After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, the one who called you into his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself restore, empower, strengthen, and establish you. To him be power forever and always. Amen. So as I close, my message to you today is never give up on your kids or yourself. We don't know what our future holds, but we know the one who holds it if we seek him. And I assure you, he is completely trustworthy with our hearts and our lives. I ask if you enjoy our podcast, just take a second to like, share, or comment on your favorite player as we would really appreciate your support and feedback. And be sure to check out our blog at msgofhope.com. Now I'm going to pray for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until next time, peace.